Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, May 10th, 523 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, grain markets getting beat up again this morning. July corn futures down five and a quarter at 579 and a half. July soybeans down nine and a half cents at 1404 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat down six and three quarters at 636 and three quarters. July Kansas City wheat down 11 at 845 and a quarter. July spring wheat down eight and three quarters at 839. Mackenzie, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start off with the bad news and then we're going to hit them with some more bad news after that. (laughs) That's the plan here this morning. So USDA reported a flash cancellation of U.S. corn to China yesterday. Private exporters reported the cancellation of sales of 272,000 metric tons, 11 million bushels of U.S. corn for delivery to China during the current marketing year. China has canceled a total of 832,000 metric tons of U.S. corn through flash cancellations since April 24th. What a tremendous flip-flop in the whole situation. I mean, we had all of this optimism surrounding these Chinese purchases. It felt like that uh, time frame in 2020 for a second. You know, it was like uh, mid to late 2020, China started buying all this corn. It started to feel like that where we were seeing the purchases every day. And now they come right back and just cancel a whole bunch of it. Um, this is absolutely, in, in my opinion, helped to send the market lower. Uh, just to look very briefly at what the trade is expecting USDA to print on uh Friday. We've got a report Friday. We'll talk about it more tomorrow and Friday morning. But we're only looking for a marginal increase in the old crop U.S. corn carryout. I personally uh, believe that the market is trading something much higher than this $1.366 billion. That's what the trade expects for the uh, current marketing year corn carryout. I mean, they've got to take 50 or 100 million off exports. They, they've probably got to take some off ethanol too. Maybe the trade just doesn't believe it's going to happen this month. But I, I think that the way the market acts, the way that what the market's seeing in regard to uh, not only exports, but also ethanol production, I think we're trading. I think we're trading or discounting um, a corn carryout that's probably quite a bit higher than this 1.366. That would be my general thought, but we'll see what USDA has to say about the matter on Friday. But again, not uh, good news in regard to China and corn demand uh, yesterday. Stricter customs checks are delaying China's soy imports. China's imports of soybeans fell 10% in April compared to a year earlier due to stricter customs inspections. Starting in April, Chinese customs began requiring traders to wait for the results of quarantine checks before taking delivery of their soybeans up to two weeks later. The wait times for ships have grown to 15 days uh, compared to no waiting during regular times. The delays have increased soy meal cash prices, resulting in reduced demand from farmers. China is the world's top soybean buyer, purchasing 97 million tons of soybeans valued at $17.8 billion back in 2022. So there's kind of like two narratives here. The first one is that this is all due to the stricter inspection requirements, and that's why uh, Custom says that uh, imports decline sharply year over year. The second narrative is what we talked about yesterday. This is a slide that we used in yesterday's video. Uh, Chinese imports, overall Chinese imports of all goods, uh, declined drastically last month. So is this just a soybean thing in regard to inspections? I don't know. It just it appears to me as if this grand reopening following almost three years of COVID lockdowns is just not as good as 
as what we had thought or what people thought it might be. Um, you're just you're not seeing the demand uh, in regard to a lot of different things. So yeah, maybe the uh, stricter inspection requirements are something, but um, I'm not sure that this is is not something more than that. This may be just a, a general Chinese economic problem. So uh, we'll see if it we'll see which narrative's right. We get into May or June. We see the customs data. We'll see if this stuff uh, picks up and if they catch up. I suppose. If you guys are not already checking out our premium content, you sure need to do so. You won't find content like this anywhere else. Joe, what did we have going on in the past few days? Uh, Mackenzie, you joined me yesterday for the mailbag video. And the mailbag videos are my favorite videos to do. This is where we answer questions that come in from subscribers regarding all sorts of different things. Yesterday, we talked about the debt ceiling. We talked about some specific corn option strategies, um, among a whole bunch of other things. I think we talked about cattle for a little bit. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to see the premium content, there's a new video every single business day. And that's in addition to our morning email. Um, uh, tons of content uh, direct from us every single business day guys go to standardgrain.com uh, you can sign up on your phone it'll take you like a minute to do with your credit card um 40 or i'm sorry 50 dollars a month cancel at any time no other fee no other obligation nobody to try to sell you anything else this is just an information only service guys uh, tons of stuff direct from us every single day check it out inspections of some outbound ukrainian grain vessels resumed yesterday there had been no inbound or outbound inspections on sunday or monday amid a lack of russian cooperation and the idea that the grain deal would not be renewed senior officials from ukraine russia and the united nations and turkey are slated to meet in turkey today and tomorrow perhaps a signal that russia could could still extend the deal. So there is a meeting today. Uh, the Kremlin declined to comment on the meeting this morning. They did say that they just want to see what the negotiation process yields. The key word there is negotiation. They are in negotiations. This is not totally dead. It's kind of sounded like over the weekend when all these uh, shipments were halted that it was dead. And people out of Ukraine were saying the deal's effectively dead. But now Russia is at the table negotiating in Turkey today. I think it's today and tomorrow or tomorrow and Friday, one or the other. But uh, we will hear some news uh perhaps as early as today regarding the, the deal i mean you may hear you could hear about an extension today or to, or tomorrow or it may turn into nothing but there are some talks that are going to happen uh here the next uh day or two stocks of canada's principal field crops have increased compared to last year canadian stocks of almost every field crop were higher as of march 31st after one of the driest years on record back in 2021 growing conditions on canada's prairies improved in 2022 resulting in higher overall supplies and higher production total wheat stocks as of the end of march were up 18.2 percent to 13.3 million tons versus last year on-farm stocks rose a wide dropping 31% to 9.3 million tons. Stocks of canola were up 15.3% to 6 million tons. This increase was attributed to on-farm to on-farm stocks increasing 36.4% to 4.7 million tons. I don't think there's anything shocking here. This is a big drought recovery. I do believe, Mackenzie, that we have quite a few uh, Canadian listeners and viewers. If you guys are in Canada and you know more about this situation than I do, uh, chime in on, in the uh, YouTube comments. I'd love to hear what you think. But I don't think there was anything here that was really shocking. I mean, it's, it's a recovery from a severe drought. That's uh, the situation here for the most part. U.S. lawmakers remain deadlocked in regard to the debt ceiling. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy met with President Biden yesterday in an 
effort to avert a U.S. default. I didn't see any new movement, said the speaker. Both sides have said that they're not interested in a short-term debt limit extension. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell said this week the U.S. is not going to default. It never, it never has and it never will. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said that the U.S. will not be able to meet its payment obligations by June 1st without a debt ceiling increase. I've got a few notes on this. So uh, the debt ceiling as it stands now is $31.4 trillion with a T, and they need to extend it. This is not the first time that this has happened. Congress has uh, raised the debt ceiling 78 times since 1960. So this is like almost an, an annual event for the most part. A lot of people don't believe uh, Janet Yellen. I'm reading through some of my notes here. A lot of people don't believe Janet Yellen. Uh, Goldman Sachs wrote in a note that the Treasury is more likely to not be able to pay its bills until late July, where Janet Yellen's kind of given like a June 1st deadline. Uh, some of the Republicans in particular are, are talking even further than that. Uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana said that uh, he thinks it's like July or August. Um, Goldman says that there's really not like an X date where we run out of cash. It's it's a date where the cash balance will drop below an acceptable minimum. Uh, the markets will start to care about this if it goes on long enough. We had kind of a debt ceiling standoff like this in 2011, and the S&P dropped 16% in five weeks prior to uh, an increase in the debt ceiling. And uh, it was at that time that I believe uh, the U.S. credit rating was downgraded. So if this goes on long enough, uh, the market is going to tell the government, hey, guess what, guys? Get it together or we're going to take this thing down. And that's what will happen eventually. Eventually, you'll see it reflected in the marketplace um, and the stock market in particular if they don't get their act together. They will get their act together. Uh, we can't default. We can print money. Uh, we had a good video in the, in the uh, premium uh, stuff yesterday that Alan Greenspan uh, was on, and he talked about how we can never default because we can print money. Like This is just a big political charade, guys. It's, it's the two parties trying to fight with each other and, and bicker over who's spending what money and all that stuff. This is money that's already been appropriated. The debt ceiling is just a formality. That's all it is. April's Consumer Price Index report is forecast to show marginal inflation improvement. The CPI for April is expected to reveal that consumer prices remained elevated throughout the month. April's CPI is anticipated to rise by 5% on a yearly basis, consistent with March's annual gain. On a monthly basis, consumer prices are expected to have risen 0.4% in April, up from 0.1% in March. If realized, April's inflation data will be much higher than the Federal Reserve's 2% target. The expected data may also force the Fed to raise interest rates again in June. The report will be released here this morning at 7.30 Central Time. So you're looking for 5%, which would be flat versus last month in regard to the annualized gain and the headline CPI number. This thing has gone down for nine consecutive months. We saw our peak June of last year, 9.1% was where your uh, headline CPI peaked in this cycle. We were down to 5% annualized last month. And what that 5% means is that your basket of goods and services tracked by the government that consumers in urban areas use is 5% more expensive than it was a year ago. So we're looking for that 5% to stay flat. Um, if it comes in one way or the other, it could influence Fed decisions. Uh, as of this morning, CME Fed tool says there's an 85% chance that the Fed uh, pauses in June and a 15% chance that we see another hike in June. But uh, again, this inflation data, I think we've got PPI tomorrow. 
this inflation data could very heavily influence uh, perhaps some of the Fed decisions. So that's going to be a big number, probably not so much for us in the uh, agricultural markets, but certainly in the outside markets. And again, if you do get into like a recession type scenario, that can affect everything. And that's a, a much longer conversation. Uh, cattle market was able to rebound yesterday. Yeah, corn futures sure helped. Uh, sure helped cattle futures regain more lost ground on Tuesday. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of two ninety four higher. Live cattle uh, futures closed an average of a buck twenty higher. Fat cattle trade was not established on Tuesday. Uh, choice box beef ended the day at three hundred seven thirty eight. That was down a buck eighteen. Select ended the day at two eighty four eighty nine. That was down twenty three cents. Outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollars a little bit higher. Stock markets off just marginally. The S&P's off about five points ahead of the cash open. The Dow's down 40. Bonds up a little bit. Uh, gold's down five bucks. Crude oil down 77 cents in the June WTI at 72.94. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you Thursday.